welcome to the next episode of So-Called Oreos Podcast. <laughs> um, I'm Janae. Uh, Who's with me? <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> Take five. I'm Kia. Hey y'all, it's Rachel. <laughs> I've got a case of the giggles and I'm feeling a little squirrely. Uh, just a few housekeeping notes before we dive into the show and how everyone is doing. Um, we have a YouTube channel. Can you sound more excited? <laughs> I didn't sound excited. <laughs> I thought I said it. We have a YouTube channel, guys. Go go see us on YouTube. So-called Oreos channel on YouTube. Follow Ooh, us. Subscribe. Subscribe. Share it. If you want to see our faces. No, actually, there's no faces yet, but there will be. Uh, okay. <laughs> I wonder if you guys listen and wonder what we look like. They probably do. If you follow us on Instagram, us. you can already know. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram though. Just yeah, share it. Up. It's Women's History Month. Do something good. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe. Um, so how's everyone rocking this week? I know that there is a hot button topic that we all want to talk about besides Kia because she's weird. Um, <laughs> I'm the one that watches the best reality TV in here. What's That's up? debatable. Uh, okay. Wait, what's that? What's the show? I said, are you the one? How is that? Oh, are you, are you the one? And the challenge. I watch quality reality. Oh, so anyway, oh. um, <laughs> when this episode airs, the conversation about Love is Blind is probably going to be a little bit stale, but I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. It's time to unleash. It's time to <laughs> vent. It's time to talk about this beautiful reality TV show that Netflix has bestowed upon us. Netflix does it again. They did it. They did the damn thing. I want to talk about Gianna and um, Gigi and uh, what's Damien. 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 The most awkward couple Spoiled TV brat. has ever seen yes. in the world. Jessica and Nick. Can you give us Jessica a little background oh, okay. on what the Mark. show is? Do you watch the show? I watch yeah, the show, guys. Jessica, I'm Mark, just Amber and, and Barnett. Barnett. Um, Cameron and Lauren. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren and Cameron. And, the forgettable well, couple. Kenny and Kelly. <laughs> the forgettable Kelly. couple. Okay, That's so it. basically. And Carlton and Diamond. Yes, oh, yeah. Carlton and Diamond. If you have not watched Love is Blind, you live under a rock, you haven't heard of it, gone on Twitter, you're weird, whatever. Old people haven't. <laughs> well, older listeners, this is for you. It's a show about um, people basically. Uh, trying to find love without seeing the person that they're talking to. It's an experiment where a man and a woman, very heterosexual experiment, I might add. Very heterosexual. um, A man and a woman, they go into uh, these things that they call the pod where you cannot Mm -hmm. see the person that you're talking to and you guys are basically forced over a small period of time to get to know each other. Once you feel like you've fallen in love with the person, um, you can propose to them. And Mm -hmm. from there, after proposing, um, you finally get to see each other in person. Um, You get to hang out with each other and build the physical connection for like a week. week. And then after that, you move in together and you get married. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the altar. The creator of this show is also um, he also created Marriage at First Sight. So if you like that show, then you'll love Love as well. Oh, that makes sense. I've watched Married at First Sight. Yeah. So that's the original. I also like that better because it doesn't seem as manipulative. Yeah, this seems like they just plied a whole bunch of relatively attractive people with alcohol and forced them to talk all day. Yeah, they were drinking. They were drinking. The other person. Heavily. Heavily. Um, The couple that I'm really juiced to talk about um, is Carlton and Diamond, Mm -hmm. which was the only black couple on the show, really. Yes. Um, Carlton is... Yeah, is, not was, is a bisexual man who did not tell Diamond, the girl that he proposed to, about his sexuality upon, like, before they got engaged. Um, And then after they got engaged, he told her. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, a big topic on social media because he kind of she confronted him about not being honest and genuine and he flipped out on her and told her her weave was sagging to the side it was um, it was slipping or something slipping. Yeah. he said it was slipping 
Um, so that hurt me a little watching that. It, it hurt me because the only representation we have of black love is completely dysfunctional. It was it was sad for me. It was hard. Also, Diamond carried herself very, very well. Diamond. She, she did she not. Did. Champ. She did not, like come down to his level she was like you know i'm just gonna get up and leave he was being very um defensive and not hearing what diamond had to say yeah and if if you're gonna open up to someone in the pods and not bring that up i understand that could be a very um difficult thing to do but for him to be upset with her for saying like listen you lied to me you didn't tell me like who you were in the beginning and then now that we're engaged you want to drop this on me and expect me to like trust you and still look at you the same way and marry you that's a hard thing for that was a hard thing for her to do and the crazy and, thing is is that she yeah. wasn't even being she was not being homophobic she literally no, said in one wasn't. of her side interviews she said I need to wrap my head around this but I'm still here Mm-hmm. And in my understanding of the conversation, he was very defensive and was automatically like, you are closed minded. And she mm-hmm. was like, no, I'm trying to understand why you didn't tell me about this. And now I'm wondering if there are other things you didn't tell me. And That's- he was acting different. He once was. they like met face to face he was acting very immature and like standoffish yeah. and she even noticed that too she's like why are you acting different and, and she then he called her a bitch yeah he called her a bitch and she tried to like smile yeah. and laugh it off and make somebody didn't bother her but you can clearly tell that he was different and it bothered her yep. I like to do an episode an interview a bisexual black man because I feel like that's rare and I feel like a lot of people have a lot of opinions on that so I think that would be interesting that you guys are talking about it because no. that was also an insecure I I I think so too. I think that um, homophobia is something that the black community really, really, really struggles with. And I mm-hmm. think for black women specifically, and on the read, a podcast yes. that, you know, we love, they regularly talk about how black women are so quick terrible to when it comes to disregard bisexual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we, black women have a terrible case of biphobia, and I'll completely agree with yeah, that. I'll 100%. Mm-hmm. address my own and say that I'm not 100% sure if I could date a bi man, you know, but it's like yeah. that comes from biphobia. I think you have to just recognize why you won't. I yeah. think that's a why. Because it's okay to be like, I don't want to date a trans person because yeah, I want to have children purpose. X, Y, Z, but not because, oh, that shit's gay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. that's, that's all that, okay, that's about, and that's a common response, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> you know? This conversation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But y'all continue to love black because I don't, I don't know what the hell y'all talking about, so go on. What were the other hot button? Damien. Oh, with Carlton and Diamond? No, oh. hot button couples. Um, We should talk about how uh, the the instances um, I thought was interesting when they were in the pod is that uh, Lauren, who ends up in like probably one of the most cheered on relationships mm. with this man, Cameron, who happens to be white. She and Lauren's black. black, yeah. She was in the pods and she was talking and some guy said, are you black? And oh, just yeah. based off of her voice, and she's like, "No, no. no. Like, oh, <laughs> she lied." Yeah, yeah. She was like, "Why would you think that?" I'm like, right. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, Lauren and Cameron were definitely everyone fell in love with them immediately, mm-hmm. and the the yeah. big. It was like they made a big issue of the fact that they were an interracial couple, but it seemed like the issue more so for them as a couple was Lauren feeling weird about sacrificing all of her space and getting married so quickly. Mm-hmm. It was it was interesting <clears throat> to me how they constantly. Interracial couple, interracial couple, interracial couple. And then they show Lauren's interviews and she's like, my space, my space, my space. Yeah. Those people are probably like putting that on her. Like it's not as big of a deal. Putting that on them. Like, I don't think they were talking. They weren't talking about love. And like also like, how can Mark were talking about their age? Age. And I'm like, how can you be an interracial couple and not talk about it also she's never been in an interracial coupling so that's new for her but he has and he has and also like she comes from a very pro-black family so i think that's like a very real conversation to have especially like these people have a month to get married like y'all need to really figure out some shit yeah (laughs) in that small span of time i will say i don't think that surprised me though because i think like i mean i've been in interracial relationships i don't think it has like come 
up once but it, until it involves like people around you if that makes sense yeah. yeah it's the people that's talking about you and the people like uh-huh. giving you looks and stuff but i don't think it's i think uh from the jump it's just like you know this person's like capable of being in this relationship yeah it's more so like the issues come when the outside factors or the external people have the issue or bring it mm-hmm. up and i definitely think that it was easier because cameron seems to be such an open and accepting person who mm-hmm. as the times that they did mention race you know there was an episode where i think it was lauren who brought up their children and then cameron was basically like i know that they're going to face a different set of issues they're going to be viewed as black kids and Mm -hmm. for me that was like a cool moment because i feel like you know people don't necessarily acknowledge that i think when it comes to interracial relationships and and uh, dating like that in general it's kind of like people are like oh they're they're mixed but it's like a, a decent population of the world if you're mixed with black and white still views you as black point unless you're period. yeah unless you're passing um, unless you're passing and you know we got some strong genes so 90 percent of the time you're not going to pass you so gonna be negro <laughs> so i thought it was really cool how he just seemed very open and very like yeah i'm aware i love this person i don't care we're going to get through it so yeah. i he also I had that. a five-year relationship with a black woman which i think he i think at that point he actually thought he was going to marry that woman yeah um, so he had time to think about these things yeah definitely is there anything yeah. else you guys want to discuss about love and fun i feel like we should move on we should move yeah, on because we should really take up a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because I don't know. Thank you. If you want to talk to us about it on Twitter, Instagram, we'll definitely, we'll, we're definitely <laughs> what's up what happened in history (laughs) okay y'all this week in black history march 24th 2002 holly berry became the first black woman to win an academy award for best actress for her performance in the movie monsters ball and also on march 24th this time in 1837 black people won the right to vote in canada fun fact wait what what was that date March 24th, 1837. 37. <gasps> They've been able to wow. vote for a minute, y'all. They should have yeah. gone Way before there. us. Yeah, we need to go up on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's your black history this week. Amari, what's good? Black professionals we love. I wanted to highlight Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh, Tracy. Um, love her. Love her. You're right. Everyone loves Tracy. She's your um, aunt, you know? She's your fun aunt. She is. She is. In literally, in actual real life, she is everyone. She is her family's fun aunt. Um, so this act, she's an actress and CEO, and she has recently started... Uh, sorry, press for her upcoming movie, The High Note. It's a musical dramedy about a singer who hasn't dropped new music in over a decade and just plays it safe by performing only her greatest hits to fans. Um, the film also stars Dakota Johnson and Ice Cube. And I wanted to highlight this movie and Tracy Ellis Ross uh, because I listened to a recent podcast with her, a recent talk with her and Oprah. I listened to that too. You did? Okay. Yes. Um, I I actually meant to, after listening to it, I meant to send it to you guys and tell you guys to watch it because she talks about, you know, um, love and dating and all that stuff. But um, she was just saying how she, her dream was to, to sing, but that was really hard being the daughter of the great icon, Diana Ross, um, because how can you sing and not have your voice compared to, to her and so this movie was a really big step for her in her personal life and also for her career because I think she recorded three original songs for the film and um, it was just about her stepping into her own light and not being afraid to be compared to her mom and that it's okay for her voice to sound different because it is her own voice Um, and I just really admired that and I felt you know sad that this person felt like she couldn't pursue her dream because it happened to be her mom's dream and career um and Tracy Ellis Ross is just an amazing person that we should all highlight every day of our lives <laughs> yeah that's interesting because yeah. I feel like most people would pursue singing just because their mom was a singer so that's an interesting take on that mm-hmm. yeah like Zoe Kravitz and Lenny Kravitz oh, and wait what 
love Zoe, but she. I, I love Zoe, but she, she doesn't have a good voice. Oh, yeah, she's Lola not. No, Wolf. she's yeah, she's very like average. Her but the voice reason is she's terrible, she's done that is because her parents. I also don't think she's a great actress either. No, she's not. She's. I'll say there that. And everyone says that's my twin, but <laughs> she's yeah, she's very average in a lot of things she does. Yeah. But I mean, I, she's I do, gorgeous. I love her personality. She's great. Don't change her name. Yeah, but, like I think so too. But I did. But I thought that. But I did watch her in the new Hulu series High Fidelity, and I thought that was probably her best acting. Oh, um, that's in exciting! Her I'll watch that then because I mm-hmm. was like, eh. She's I mean, okay. the show is like average, but I think her character goes through a lot of emotions and. I think she showed the, that range really well. Oh, I'll check it out then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, what's the topic, Janae? The topic, <laughs> as previously mentioned, did I mention it? Did I, I didn't you get slightly mentioned it? Until I <laughs> cut you okay. off. We're talking about love today, folks. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Are you Steve Irwin? <laughs> yes. Um, so we're talking about plutonic and familial love today um we've done topics about dating and stuff in the past but i think amari flagged this as a really interesting topic and we were all like yeah do it (laughs) um so i posted on social media and my pitiful amount of followers didn't really feel like helping me out with their thoughts but i do want to shout out um, Maya for you know shouting out one of her best friends I, I asked the question of do you think soulmates can be plutonic and she said yes and then sent me a um, photo of her and her best friend and I think they were like getting petties or something I don't know um, and then also my friend Alexis shout out to you love yeah. you she hey, did Alexis. the same thing and was like love you girl so <laughs> the consensus from two of my <laughs> followers and friends on Instagram is that um, soulmates do not have to be uh, romantic they can be plutonic we also, also did a poll on add, Twitter yeah to add to yours we did an Instagram and Twitter poll on Instagram 21 people said that yes your um, your soulmate can be a platonic relationship four people said no I questioned those four people yeah you should <laughs> ask them for a response yeah that was like what I'm like wait you guys don't think you can find the love of your life through friendship and we did um a Twitter poll. Let me scroll through our. I think our I saw that. Time. I think it was seven people voted, and all seven said yes. Okay, awesome. They they you yes, you're right. All seven said yes. They know what's up. <laughs> um. So yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on platonic soulmates and that? Well, Janae, do you want to? Because I think you're the one that researched the yeah. types of soulmates. Do so you want to like give a little background on that? I did. Thank okay. you, Kia. You're welcome. <laughs> so I found this weird article, but I I still thought that you know parts of it were interesting, and it was just talking about the four types of um, soulmates that you'll find throughout your life, um, and they are friend companion teacher and then the twin soul which the idea of the twin soul actually comes from greek mythology um it's the idea that humans were originally created with four arms four legs and a head with two faces um and then zeus fearing their power split them up into two separate parts condemning them to spend the rest of their lives in search of their other halves um when twin souls find each other uh there is an unspoken understanding of one another they feel unfiled and feel joy do, it, do, from that description do you feel like that's more of a romantic or platonic or family like, what I is that? really don't know I feel like it's it's an all encompassing definition of soulmates Yeah, because I know I mean I don't feel like I've found soulmate romantically yet but I know with some of my friends I have I feel that way so I'm yeah. kind of just like I you know, I'm, I'm maybe not. you're still searching for the twin soul. Maybe I'm still searching mm-hmm. for the twin soul. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What's it? I don't know. Like just based off of like what you said, kind of like that you find you found soulmates like through friendships and not through like necessary romantic relationships. Is that I don't I don't believe in soulmates when it comes to romantic relationships. Why like, is I'm that? Very, I'm very pessimistic, but I also don't like. <laughs> I'm very pessimistic. Um, but I also don't like the idea of like that. I don't know, like, or maybe it's not like. I believe you can have many soulmates, um, 
whether that's but I think for me at least I believe in that more so when it comes to friendships and platonic relationships uh than more so romantic relationships I don't know I've always just been like I don't know um can you guys give a definition or explain a feeling of like what's the difference between you and a regular friend versus you and your soulmate friend like what's the feeling like Oh, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. (laughs) Okay. We just stay on the same page. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it doesn't, there doesn't have to be a spoken. And this is something that I talk about with my friend Alexis a lot, a lot, a lot, where it's like, for example, we'll go out to a bar, right? It gets to one, two o'clock in the morning. She and I will give each other a look. And in our souls, we both know it's time to go home and eat tacos. Like, it's it's just uh, we are on the same page. Things don't necessarily need to be expressed. Not only that, we're comfortable with each other. We do not have to talk to each other all the time to maintain our friendship. There's mm-hmm. never any love lost. And we feel comfortable to express things that are on our minds. Mm-hmm. So, Like, even... Yeah. Sorry. You yeah, just like... Um, when you're saying like when you're talking about going out that just made me think of uh, a few weeks ago Rachel had come to visit me and uh, we went to a soca night a soca party um, and it was just like I think we both referenced this as just like one of those like well Janae I don't know if Janae like you know how we always reference um new year's eve and that feeling like we've all just been like trying to re- like reach that feeling of new year's eve where it was just like a really good night yeah and you you couldn't figure out why um i think it was like one of those that was for me silk and i was like one of those nights where it's just like we're just dancing and we're not even necessarily dancing near each other there's like a mm-hmm. table between us <laughs> but we're, we're just dancing in this room with other people and it's just a good feeling yeah um you don't have to talk you don't have to really interact you're just like with that person yeah mm-hmm. you don't feel mm-hmm. the need just to know. like feel space Mm-hmm. Fill space. Sorry, Kia. What do you think? Um, wait. First of all, I think. Sorry, Rachel. I think you were trying to say something before I asked that question. Were you trying to say something? Fuck! Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, wait, make a note before I ask this question. Um, but if you think about it, just just cut me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Continue. Continue. Okay. Um, yeah. So I think soulmates is interesting. I think, like Amari said, a lot of people growing up, you probably just think soulmates of like this romantic partner and this like the person you're supposed to end up with. But I have a lot of thoughts on soulmates. I'm really excited about this episode. Okay. Um, <laughs> because I think. Um, so like I think Amari you touched on this but I think soulmates can be temporary so I think um at one part of your life there could be a soulmate from like hypothetically like age 21 to 24 maybe that's a friend that impacted you in a way and and maybe something happened and they're no longer in your life um because of whatever reason or maybe it's a romantic partner your first love that you felt like was your soulmate for that period of time and he was supposed to help you grow in that period of time and then now you guys are no longer together but I still think you have a soulmate but it was temporary and you could have multiple soulmates in your life like I think that's a thing that you could have multiple soulmates which I think maybe has a negative connotation when people think about soulmates and they're like oh I haven't found my soulmate but it's like you have soulmates probably if you really just think about it Um, so I think like I would say like um, how you said there's four type of uh, soulmates. Did you say the four types? Did we yeah. talk about mm-hmm. Oh, did. friend said they okay. were friend, companion, teacher, teacher and twin, twin soul. Yeah. Should I explain teacher? Um, yeah. I, is it like a mentor kind of? Yeah, it's a mentor. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can totally see like soulmates in mentors and teachers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is funny because I've never thought of that as yeah. being a type of soulmate. That's not yeah. what you like think about when you hear soulmate. It's like always like romantic. Love. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like thinking about reading that article you sent, Janae, mm-hmm. um, I think about people who I would consider soulmates and the feeling because I was looking up like the feeling like you said it's a feeling that you can't really like describe you just automatically have like an instant connection Um, there's just something different with this person versus everyone else Um, and I think when it comes to like friends I feel like a lot of what people also miss is time Mm-hmm. So, like, the reason maybe you and Alexis, like, have this thing is because you spent so many years and time with each other. It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, I think that's another thing for people to remind. Like, you're not just going to find your soulmate tomorrow and be like, we're soulmates. Like, you have to go through stuff, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And you have to that's feel true. stuff. And it, it's a time thing. I'll go into a little bit of each person where I in these categories. But, like, friends, I think about one of my best friends. And I think we're just connected and like like you said with you and Alexis you just like get each other like we talk every day I think we just 
are always on the same page. It's just like we've gone through a lot of stuff together that is like mm-hmm. we just know each other. And I think when I think back, like younger me which is honestly like three four years ago but i see a significant amount of growth like there's times where i'm like look back and i'm like damn i was such a brat like i could be really bratty and she kind of just like always leveled me out and just like always put out with me and just like always like approaching with love which is like i'm really grateful for and she's like oh i see the growth in you like someone who just like you have that bond she sees the growth in you with friends Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah i think with like family i think about a couple of people so i think like my twin sister i always said twin souls um i oh. think a lot of people are like oh no, do you have like twin soul <laughs> yeah. do you guys have like telekinesis or whatever and i think it's like no because that happens because we spend so much time together so i think if it was me and someone else and we spent as much time as my sister who i will never spend that much time with anyone because i grew up with this person but you develop some type of like uh, kind of like a secret language or like secret whatever. Like so, every time we play taboo, it's just like ooh, I don't know if you guys know taboo, but it's just like yeah. kind of like charades or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like we'll just say one word, and it's just like I got it. You know what I'm saying? Like I know she's thinking about this topic right now. Like whatever. It's just like because we spent so much time in the same environment and stuff. I think we have that. And I think about the soulmates with family. I think about two other people, my grandma. Um, it's just like a weird connection I cannot describe and I have like dreams and stuff and I go to like psychics and stuff and it always like relates back to her. It's like weird. But it's it's like we just have a weird connection and when she had something going on like I was just there. It was just I don't know how to describe it. It was just like a weird like we're just so connected in this way. And I think also with my dad it's just like he just gets me like no other person does and he has like I don't know I just feel like he just knows and I always take his advice and I feel like he just knows me really well on a level that other people don't so I think that's um I think about you know the friend family and then with romantic I think uh about my ex-boyfriend because I think we were soulmates and I think that it is a type of connection that I can't even describe or explain but I think like I said temporary so I think he was supposed to be in that time span for that amount of time we dated I think we still have like I would still consider him one of my soulmates but I think you know there's times in in a room for like another soulmate that is a lifelong partner um so that's what yeah I also believe that we have multiple soulmates now. Um, like when I was younger, maybe like 16, 17, I'm like, oh, I'm going to find one person and he's going to be my soulmate for the rest of my life. And it's going to be perfect. And as I've gotten older and I've met people and I, and I realized the value of friendship and how important it is to have friends in your life who you feel comfortable with, who you can talk to them about anything. I realized that oh, my soulmate is not someone who just like a romantic partner. It can be like your friends and your sisters. Like my other soulmate is my sister, Sarah, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, she's my younger sister. I can talk to her about anything. And whenever we get together, we just talk about life and we just talk about deep, we have deep, deep, deep conversations. And she's just, just so open-minded and like, she doesn't judge me. I don't judge her. And then I have like Janae and Amari who are like, I feel like I'm like really bad at keeping friends. And I think it's because I grew up in a really big family, but I haven't had like a really long friendship. You guys are the longest um, friends I've ever, ever, ever actually had. And not just friends that like you just go out just to go out but like actually friends you you sit down and talk to about life and you seek advice and again like Jenny said like you just have this connection where you don't really have to say anything you just know and um my romantic partner Daniel um our relationship is something that I sometimes I just can't explain we just get each other and we're both different, but when we come together, it's like, it's like yin and yang and I can talk to him about anything. And a lot of people don't understand our relationship. And that's one thing that I love. <laughs> we can, we can just be like, we just be in our apartment together doing nothing. And like, I'll be happy and I'll just be great. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he also like wants the best for me and I want the same for him. And like together we're just like unstoppable. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I think about soulmates. Yeah, there's some um, this Jamaican. I don't know if it's Jamaican saying, but all the Jamaicans in my family be saying it. <laughs> um, and like when they don't, it's like essentially like when you when you're not feeling someone, you'll just be like, my soul doesn't take to them. Um, mm. And I think about that 
a lot in reverse and that like when I can't explain relationships with people, I say my soul just takes to that person Mm -hmm. and I don't know why. And it may not make sense to other people, but like whatever is like the energy that is inside with me, like is inside of them. And like, that is why we gravitate towards each other. So like, that's what I think about, um, a lot with soulmates and like Kia was like talking about time and like, I totally, um, I think there are a lot of people who think like they, they have a lot of high expectations for relationships, within a short period of time. And I don't think that's fair. Um, but I do also think you do have relationships where it's like, you may know this person for only like a short period of time and it may seem weird, but like, um, do you have a really close connection? And for whatever reason, I feel like a lot of the people who I would consider my friend soulmates are not necessarily people who I've known for that amount of time I feel like I've known Rachel my whole life only known (laughs) in actuality only known Rachel for what like two and a half three years years, two or three years I think the same thing with my friend Chris who I met through Bumble which I think is funny haven't known Chris for that long but I have a really hard time like remembering like Chris not being in my life Mm -hmm. um so I do think you just have those connections where uh you can't explain the time like the time period you just have that comfort level with them yeah Yeah, that's a great way to put it because i didn't even think about um like i always thought about like oh it takes time to build things and stuff but you're right about you can meet someone and then you guys instantly have like a type of connection too and it's just stronger Mm -hmm. than versus someone you may be known for like eight ten years yeah Mm -hmm. um and i think about that too like recently like meeting someone and then be like wow this person has taught me so much in like three months yeah (laughs) and it's like crazy um but yeah that's such a good point and i think when it in terms of like romantic i think a lot of people i think a lot of people like kind of block themselves from finding their soulmate because i think a lot of people settle and i think a lot of people don't want to be alone and i've been with this person for 10 years and and have all these excuses but it's like low-key you are blocking yourself from finding better and i think people can end up with like an earth mate so that's someone like you can get married to and can't have a life with but do you want to take it another step yeah and have a soulmate like a person who is a life partner but you have this underlying like crazy connection feeling with them so i think a lot of people just settle for like an earth mate i agree with that i know like in my personal i don't know i guess journey with finding soulmates i was in a very very long intense like romantic situationship for years. Um, and that person, I, w- I would definitely say at that time, like Kia mentioned, her ex-boyfriend was my soulmate. We relied on each other so much emotionally. I felt like I could tell him anything and everything. Like he was my go-to person. Um, and now that that has, you know, tapered off, I'm realizing that I wasn't putting so much energy into my friendships because I had that person to rely on. I I had that romantic connection and now I'm just kind of like going back and really dating my friends. Yeah. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of a a great feeling to be like, damn, I surrounded myself by with some pretty great people without even deeply investing in those friendships the same way I would have if I was single, really. Mm -hmm. And now going back and just like calling people talking to people, um, spending time with people that I've neglected a little bit over the last, especially like two years, has been a a great experience. And maybe that could also be like the reason why he was there. Maybe it's like a life a lesson like later you know like this is Mm -hmm. like a sign from the universe like hey you need to put some a little more energy into your friendships and like remove him from that space you know yeah i think that that, like we have a way of doing that people are placed to teach us about things and then you know they move and then once they leave we learn more and i think it's a lot about that um i think with like how i said um my ex-boyfriend like we just i've known him for like i think a year before we'd always like done radio together but like i never saw him romantically and then um he like reached out on twitter about like me going to spain and then i was just like so infatuated by our conversation like i've never met anyone like this funny and like we just talked every day like all the time and i just was like wow i've known this person for like eight months why haven't we done this Mm -hmm. like before and then the first like Twitter would bring you. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, the first date, it was just like we went on a date. It was just like I immediately had to 
a feeling of comfort it wasn't like nervous or like mm-hmm. butterflies or just like comfort and like mm-hmm. i remember leaving like oh this person's gonna be in my life for a long time and it yeah. was just, like we didn't leave until like 3 a.m because like the cop was like okay this car has been out here for like three hours <laughs> like yeah. so it was just like the ultimate instant thing and then like it was i could definitely tell it's like if you look at us it's like people will probably be like yo what the hell like these people are so different mm-hmm. and like it kind of like rachel said like i like how people don't get it like it's like mm-hmm. i kind of thrive off that because i know like walking down the street like people are just like what is going on like it's just like we're so opposite but like somehow so connected and until this day people will be like oh i just did you guys have a lot of common I, I never really got why you guys were together but it's like I, that's like not your business but it's right. it, but it's like i can't explain the feeling like it's just like a, a crazy connection and i think like because of that like we went through a lot together for like three years which i think the average person at that age wouldn't have handled a lot of those things um but yeah and i'm really grateful for that i'm also really excited to see like the next romantic soulmate that enters and see what the lesson is from that so i think it's like if you feel negative about like romantic soulmates or soulmates in general just think about the people (laughs) (laughs) no that wasn't a dick to my i'm just saying i am no that was that was me no just think about just it's always nice to remember like (laughs) to think about your friendship soulmates and like the connection you have with your friends and family if you're lucky enough and like just to be grateful for that too i think it's just like it helps a little bit to be like okay maybe i haven't found this person yet but i've had i'm surrounded by love in other ways i think it's just great Uh i think about that daily because i feel like i would probably be even more pessimistic if i wasn't so grateful for the platonic and familial uh relationships and love i do have um but like even going off of what you earlier had said about like temporary soulmates and stuff and it's it's funny like when i think about future relationships I don't know why I have a really hard time imagining myself with a person for like, like my parents have been married for like 30 some, like, I think it's going to be like 30 years coming up. And like, uh, like that gives me like, that makes my chest tight. Cause I can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine being with, um, a person like as Lauren in, in love is blind, like in my space, um, for, for that period of that, uh, uh, length of time but I really don't have a hard time thinking about my friends um in my like my friend soulmates in my life for that period of time is and there think- a reason like what I, I want to know if there's like a experience or something as to why like you don't think someone can be in your space for that long because I was listening to a podcast about um how this girl was like she kind of had to retrain her brain on what like a healthy relationship not saying this is you but like retrain mm-hmm. your brain on what a healthy relationship is so she had to go out on dates with like people who weren't necessarily like her type but they Girls were good people eat. yeah they're good people and it was really interesting because it's like we don't understand that but it's like people who are addicted to like hypothetically like toxic relationships and stuff like they have to retrain their brain like this is what a healthy relationship is whatever but I'm wondering if there's something that happened with you where you're just like nope never again people are not gonna be in my goddamn space you know what i'm saying <laughs> um i mean i've never i mean i, I haven't actually had like a f- actual full-on i guess like labeled relationship i've had a lot of situationships but i guess our relationships actually um but i don't i don't know what it is i just i think i just have a hard time wrapping my head around that big span of time and like maybe it'll happen maybe when i find someone it'll be like oh i can totally imagine 40 plus years with them um i don't know that just it just seems like a long ass time to commit to be it is a long time it is a very long time to 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 be in something and it's funny because like even when i think about you know romantic relations and entering them i'm not necessarily thinking that this is going to be something that's going to last for a while and I damn well expect my friends to be in my life when, if that doesn't work out, um, I still expect those same people to be in my life as I'm going. I feel like my friends are going to see me through a lot of relationships yeah. longer than I'm actually going to be in those relationships. Um, I don't know whether that's a negative thing or whatever, um, but I just, I have a easier time imagining a future with my family and my friends. That's probably healthy. That's yeah. like a healthy response. And I think yeah. it's also good because you're probably a little more selective than the average person, which is also good because like you said, I think people don't realize it's it's a long time you're willing to spend with someone when you get married. So it's like you you should be selective. I don't know how yeah. 
see how people aren't selective like it's like mm-hmm. if i'm spending the rest of my life with you you should be checking these boxes i think people are just like la, 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 i feel great for this like ho- ho- like honeymoon phase but like let's get down to the facts yeah. of like will you spend the rest of your life with this person right also like when it comes to dating and relationships my ass is lazy so like if i'm gonna marry you like we're in this yeah you know <laughs> like, what i have I'm committed seeing. to this because it's either this or we get divorced i'm just gonna be single and free <laughs> you know what i've been seeing and just like you know dating in general and and sinking into this space that I similarly to Amari I've never been in a serious committed labeled relationship where it's kind of like you are my boyfriend I am your girlfriend so for me it it's interesting to look at my past situationships and wonder one is it is imagining the rest of my life with someone kind of difficult because this entire time I haven't necessarily felt like you had someone you could do that with. Yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely could find someone that's going to say, you are my person. I want to be with you. Cause I know I have the ability of doing that. <laughs> yep. The, the thought of doing it for a long time is kind of scary and intimidating. And I look at my parents who have been married for 27 years, 26 years, whatever. Yeah. I'm just kind of like black love. Hashtag black love. And I'm just kind of like, damn, that's overwhelming. Yeah. My parents have been together <laughs> since 17. Since oh my god! 17? Yeah, damn, they're children, and I and I love when they're when we turn seventeen. They're like, "This is the year we met each other." And me and Erica look and I like, "Well, you should keep hoping for us because that's not happening." <laughs> exactly. And then like they got yeah. married at twenty five, so I'm like twenty five now, and I'm just like, "Damn, yeah." My parents my got, got, married yeah. got married at twenty five. Got married at twenty five, and I just yeah. I look at the amount of effort, and and I don't necessarily because once again I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about love and relationships. And um, it was like a a relationship expert. And he was talking about how a lot of people constantly talk about how different things are because of technology. And he was saying that back in the day. Girls got to eat. Girls got to eat, yeah. (laughs) He was saying that back in the day, people still got ghosted. It would just be like, why didn't you call my landline? You Mm -hmm. know? Um, Yo. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What's up? My grandma over Christmas, my grandma told me the wildest ghosting story between her and my grandpa. Yo, do tell. Okay, so she met him, I guess, I don't know if it was at church or something, but she met him, they were talking, and she moved away, and they were they were um, writing letters to each other, and then one day, the letters just stopped. Damn, um, grandma. And I think, like, maybe a year or so passed, and she's in church, and he, like, bucks up on her, and they start talking again. But she found out on their, their wedding day that when they started talking again, he was seeing someone else. Oh, <gasps> my God. And he ghosted her for my grandma. Like, he ghosted my grandma originally. What? So on their wedding day, they're walking out of the chapel. And this woman didn't know that he was getting married. She didn't know he was getting married. And they were still, and she thought they were, like, still talking. She's at the gate. Wait, why? And- why is she there? <laughs> Because she, because someone told them, someone told her that my grandpa was marrying my grandma, and she didn't believe it. So she wanted to. So, and the, and the guy said, "No, show up at the church at this time." Damn, messy. So she messy. right. So she shows up, and my grandma and my grandpa are walking out. And my grandpa turns to my grandma. He's like, "I got to tell you something. <gasps> Did you see that woman? <laughs> like, she." Oh my god! <laughs> what did your grandma do? Slap him, please. Well, they were married at that point. Yeah, so what you gonna married. do? They Wait, this happened after decision. this happened right after she said the vows and stuff. <laughs> like they're walking out of the they're church, and this woman, is, oh. this woman is watching them. Like, oh my trying, god! Trying to confirm that the man that she, she thought she was in a relationship is getting married. Wow. So wild! And my grandma told me, I'm like, damn, my grandpa is a ghosting king. He ghosted you and then married you and ghosted this woman. Wow! Usually they don't come back. I guess they do. It, yeah. It was the funniest story ever. Wow, I don't even I don't even know what I would do in that situation. I, yeah. You know, he he made his decision, so I guess like there's nothing you can do. But still, back back to the youth and dating. I think that it's just interesting cuz I was talking to a coworker about this and I was talking about how weird it is to see that, you know, people don't make an effort like you're on this dating app you signed Mm -hmm. up for this dating app you filled out all of the questions responses your age your height so be it but when it comes down to putting forth effort to even so much as see someone to go Mm -hmm. on a date it's like oh i'm only free 
for one hour on Saturday. Yeah. And it's like, how, how, how do you, how do you expect, expect to, a relationship out of the effort? Exactly. And I, I said that to my coworker who I was talking to and she said something that just kind of like slapped me in the face and she was like, think about it. If you have a hard time even making effort for your friends, like think about the people that you actually really like to hang out with and the times that you guys have plans, but maybe you're not feeling well. Maybe, you know, something happened and you just end up flaking on that plan. Like think about the fact that you have to apply that now to doing that with strangers. And it put it in some perspective. Still, you signed up for the dating app. Like, you got yourself into this. But I did think that was an interesting perspective to put Mm -hmm. on the idea of finding a mate that, you know, just keep that in mind that if someone's not putting forth the effort to see you, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person. It's just think about all of the other factors. That's not. But if they're not putting the effort after you see them once, I just think it's like, okay, I want this person. After you see them once, after you see them once and they're not putting forth any effort, like, bro, you get the axe. I think I also would like to just attract, like, my energy would attract like someone who would sign up for the app and be like okay i'm gonna tr- yeah. generally try this for the I'm best here, let you me know try. let yeah. me try that's the, let me try like we said last time showing up does a lot mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. sets you apart from the raggedy bunch that is there raggedy. i'm sorry it's just like showing up like like we said just show up yeah and it's just like yeah i think a lot of people like to blame things on like dating apps technology it's like there's a lot of issues and i just don't like to blame those things because i'm just like if it was going to happen it's going to happen with technology without it you know yeah. so i think um not to like put too much energy into like everyone's ghosting like yes but it's like okay what are you gonna do about it move on and, yeah you know continue you can't just take yourself out of the game because you get yeah honestly. like i hate when people are like so negative about dating they're like oh i can't like everyone sucks blah 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 but it's just like okay but you also have to change your mindset a little bit i know yeah. it's hard trust it's me hard. i know it's hard but sometimes i feel like you're coming for me cute no wait <laughs> <laughs> no no kia i thought, went through this no kia i did go, yeah that, okay I was yes there. janae you're I right I, kia went through i was just about to say i went through that phase yeah. and then the universe popped a little a little nuggy. hint a little nuggy, nuggy and was like listen like from this like three month experience my mindset has changed wonders i'm just saying sometimes you do have that i think i was the one who told you to get on tinder what that was like three years ago i know are we talking about that i'm talking about recently (laughs) oh yeah but i was talking about that at first because um, think about it you had a really really hard time when you first signed up for like tinder and stuff yeah like these guys they aren't putting forth effort the guys that i see they're x y and z like you were having a really hard time time, yeah you were having a hard time and i think it's just i don't know getting used to dating being okay with being rejected understanding that not everything is going to land and stick and bringing it back to the topic not everyone going to be your soulmate that was my first time doing dating apps that was like three years ago six months after me and my ex broke up so also when tinder came out like i had missed the, uh, the almost the height yeah i had missed the of it in college and right after school so this was my first time i didn't really understand anything all i had known was um you know i didn't date anyone in high school all i had known was like my college experience which is a whole other experience you you're meeting people every week yeah. or whatever um so i had a really tough time like realizing like this is what you date like in the real world um and then i think like after this like whole thing over the summer like something happened i just it really like took a toll on me like mentally and like uh my thought my thoughts about like future love and then that's when i said like oh the universe kind of had someone enter my life where i changed my ideas drastically um and he kind of reminds me a lot about my ex but in a good way it was just like a weird like yeah. thing so it's like yeah maybe that was like a temporary solely for like three months or something yeah something like that you, Kia. yeah i guess i have like a question or not like a question or just like a, a a comment on on like your experience how you said like you felt negative about it but then like there was like a sign from the universe that kind of said like maybe you should like give this another chance um like what happens when like your signs from the universe i feel like whenever i and re-enter the space of like dating or like getting back on dating apps i feel like there are signs from the universe and it's and it and it brings me out of the dating space and it's like maybe this is not where you should actually be putting your energy that's good too that's healthy mm-hmm. yeah okay. i think that that's a sign to like you said maybe that's just not where you should be putting your energy Maybe Mm -hmm. your energy should be go 
should go towards building friendships and and doing things that you're really really passionate about and you Mm -hmm. know maybe just and I know we're all human we all want a warm thing to cuddle up to every now and again so Mm -hmm. maybe your energies should be more towards getting better at putting yourself out there face to face I know that that's definitely (laughs) something I've been talking about that with my therapist yeah because that's that's definitely something that I want to employ too just being able to go up to a guy at a bar and just you know hey what you drinking what's good on this menu (laughs) just just get better at doing that because I think a lot of times we put the onus on guys doing it but it's a hard thing to do one and two I want to be that bitch I want to be that bitch who's like wearing this cool ass coat and has tons of finger rings and like has a Thank you. And has like a dope haircut and goes to a bar and sees an attractive guy and is like, I'm going to get there. You know, (laughs) my cousin's getting married. Uh, She's also 25. She is getting married this May. And she went up to her fiance in a club and said, I like your face. And they're getting married. See, that's like a a unicorn experience. That is a unicorn. Because they say you ain't going to meet your soulmate at the club. I've met amazing people at the club. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying, like, the second, my second favorite person romantically was at a club. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like you can meet someone anywhere. You can meet them in yeah. the, around. The, I think people are also too obsessed with this idea of this crazy love story. Yeah. 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 Like, they're oh just like, cute. I have to meet him in church or school. <laughs> or it's like, if you mm-hmm. meet him on a dating app, whatever, it's still the same person. Like, yeah. get, I, I hate that whole mindset of like, if you can't meet him at the club, you can't meet him at the app, you can't do this. And it's like, well, damn, where can you meet him? Yeah. In fucking Mexico, like where? Where am I gonna be? Like, I love the voices Kia gives to people who don't. <laughs> people that annoy like her. Their, their mindset is not where she's. I at. just hate that. Like, like you're not gonna find him on an app. They sound annoying. <laughs> you're not gonna find him in the club. It's like you don't know who's in the club. I'm in the club. I'm I'm fun. Shit, I, I'm a catch. I want to meet me in the club. <laughs> I think a lot of people are afraid of just rejection. I know that's a huge thing that I'm afraid of. The thought of going up to someone and being like, "You're cute." And them just laughing in your face. Be like, you're not my person. Move on. Exactly. And I, I'm trying to get there. I was scarred because in fifth grade, what <laughs> happened to me? Why are you laughing? This is serious. Fifth grade. Okay. Fifth grade this will happen. I like this boy named Sammy. He was my first crush, guys. He was my first crush. I liked him, sat next to him. I even like let him borrow my really nice pencil one time. And then like some girls in the class found out that I liked him. And then those hoes that I thought were my friends went and told him that I liked him. So then in front of the entire class, like right before we all left, they were like, Janae, who do you like? And he's standing right there. So then I go up to him and tell him that I like him because, you know, like I'm cornered. I ain't got nothing to do. He laughs in my face. So I kicked him in the shin and I ran away. Yes. Yeah. But it was hurtful. It was painful. And it made me not want to ever tell someone I like them okay, again. Okay, we need we need but to address this in therapy. I've nope, yeah. I've addressed I've I've addressed it. Okay. I have since recently gone up to guys when I'm out with friends and been like, "Hey, I even gave a guy my number like What's months up? ago. It didn't result in anything. Okay. He never hit me up, but mm-hmm. it was a first step. I'm gonna keep going. Yes, you got to keep going. You got to take that first step. I think a lot of people forget. It's not just yeah. going to happen the first time you're like, "I went up to a guy, that's my husband." It's like, "Nope, you got to keep going." Yep. You're going to reject it like Nine out of ten, we gotta keep going. And speaking of keep going, I think we need to move on to time to time. Oh, good segue. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice segue. <laughs> gotcha. I want to talk about meditation. So last Sunday, I went to my first, a first, my first meditation class, and I was like skeptical about meditation. Um, but I've heard a lot of uh, the, all about the benefits of meditation and I really, really enjoy the class. I have a hard time of like calming down and something I overthink. So meditation, it gave me the opportunity to just focus on the now and where I was, which, 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 which was in that class. So what is meditation? Meditation is a practice where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focus in the mind on a particular subject, thought or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. 
Meditation training improves a wide range of willpower skills, including attention, focus, stress management, impulse control, and self-awareness. It changes both the function and the structure of the brain to support self-control. The benefits of meditation include it reduces stress, controls anxiety, promotes emotional health, enhances self-awareness, may reduce age-related memory loss, lengthens attention span, may help fight addictions, improve sleep, helps control pain, and it can decrease blood pressure. Meditation is something everyone can do to improve their mental and emotional health. All right. So do do any of you meditate? Have you I tried do. It? Headspace. Okay. I'm trying to yeah. do it once a day. He is like the he is our is our like official wellness yeah. um, <laughs> wellness um, ambassador. <laughs> it's so funny because if you would have met me like in high school or like even the beginning of college, you would be shocked. I'm like the exact opposite. But now I'm into like mindfulness and like trying to chill it chill out and like mm-hmm. meditation and manifesting in Pilates but that was not me before but I'm growing <laughs> I aspire to be that person as we all Same. know I'm not there but it's good to start out with like an app and even if you can't like afford apps because they're a little expensive um, even like YouTube like little oh, YouTube, yeah. um, meditation things and just like being awareness and um, it just talks about like the relationship between you and other people and you and yourself and like recently this meditation I did it was like imagine um the per- a person you really like next to you and seeing how happy they are and just thinking about that like periodically through the day and it just makes you you know feel better you know i just thought about my mom sitting next to me, me smiling too. and that made me happy Aww. yeah so it's it's helpful to do that but thanks Rachel for that huh okay the shits. The shits. <laughs> so this is a juicy one, guys. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Can't so wait. This is from Megan. She said, hi, all. So I recently had my first one night stand. Oh. Um, but I met this guy on a dating app called Hinge. Uh, he was cute, funny, and it seemed that we both had the same idea of chatting on the app as little as possible and meeting each other in real life. Originally, my thinking was meeting in real life as soon as possible would lead to less of a chance of things fizzling out between us. We went on a date and really hit it off. He was funny and witty and easy to talk to, and I just felt at ease with him the entire time. Uh, we went back to his place to hang out a little more, and after hours, of more talking we ended up hooking up now although he was so fun and easy to talk to i can't see myself being in a relationship with him i sense he has a lot of growing to do and although he said he was looking for someone to delete the app with i get the feeling that he was more so saying what i wanted to hear than being sincere here is the issue he keeps on texting me inconsistently and he has flaked on plans i honestly don't expect expect much from him we both got what we wanted out of that night and while i know that dude's brains are wired to think i conquered onto the next one i'm very much of the mindset that we both enjoyed ourselves why not see where things could go what do you guys think is it worth it to put myself out there and attempt to let him know that I think he's cool and fun, but that I don't want to marry him like ever? Um, I'm cool with just having fun. Or should I just let things fizzle out? Um, oh, I have strong feelings on this. I say let that be because I would say you could say yeah. we can have fun whatever but it seems like she's already emotionally attached a little bit mm. and he's going to keep doing inconsistent things like texting her and it's going to subconsciously like get to her and I think her feelings are going to get hurt so I just don't think she's right for this whole like friends of benefits also I think I have a lot to say about friends of benefits but I think people <laughs> have to like go in with the mindset yeah. can't just like well, I have feelings now because I don't want to lose you completely I'll settle for this friends of benefits that doesn't work yeah um, and yeah. like do you really want to be around and your energy around someone who's inconsistent like that's what you want to spend your time with does it seem silly to me yeah like if what's the benefit to this if you're already writing in and you're concerned about the fact that he is inconsistently texting you that means that you know you value your time and you don't like inconsistency and why would you settle for that or make yeah. sacrifices yeah. for that and i think and friends with benefits is a situation of inconsistency it whether it should be if it works properly yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think it's um it's a matter of being self-aware that like 
you want some level of consistency and that usually tends to come with something a little bit more serious than friends with benefits um yeah i yeah it doesn't it doesn't like like he had said it kind of doesn't seem like she's actually in that space to full-on go um and friends with benefits because it does seem like because it bugs you there is a little bit of attachment or something mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know i just think like as someone who's slowly removing herself from something like that i just don't necessarily think that you need to go into that space with someone but it's also like what me. does she want yeah. like what what is i'm right. like like what is she, not just from him but in general like yeah. if you don't go into a situation like knowing what you want i think it's kind How of do you like, know what to expect yeah the other mm. it's just cl- it's just clouded judgment mm-hmm. yeah, i don't waste time let it fizzle out yeah. yeah it's a way it just seems like a waste of time like why instead of spending that it, yeah, yeah just put that yeah. energy into like you or potentially someone else yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and you don't even have to fizzle it out you could just send him a text and be like i just don't want to continue and then you can just kind of cut it off because i feel like also with <laughs> as i've learned with fizzling things out it's really easy to enter things that may not necessarily re-enter things that may necessarily be yeah good for you. i feel like a lot of times fizzling stuff out really does leave the door open just a crack mm-hmm. so it's that's why you fizzle like, it out yeah it's Hope. <laughs> we never know completely where things ended so the doors open a crack so if i get lonely or if you get lonely we could just open that bitch and back that's up. unhealthy yeah it's unhealthy it is very but unhealthy. like if you're inconsistent with like texting like you want to you text here and there so why do i have to like explain myself to you that i don't want to talk to that's you true. That's, true. That's, true. that's a very good point i guess the next time if he let it like don't approach him and then if he texts you which he will uh just be like this is over i love yeah. that which he will because that's so <laughs> true just, just know it'll happen it, it always happens they always come back but yeah i agree yeah i agree all right um thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of so-called oreos podcast follow us on all social media at so-called oreos and hit us with a gmail like your questions your concerns your thoughts about life or us um we also have a survey that'll be linked in the bio of this episode where you can give us feedback you can listen to us on soundcloud itunes spotify stitcher pandora google play and please remember to like rate subscribe and leave a review and once again with our youtube channel go to that so-called oreos like we're here now and give us suggestions of people you want us to interview yeah something or people you want us to work with just help us help you yeah we want you to like our content (laughs) as much as we like our content (laughs) yeah yeah all right Bye. bye bye